Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. This is Barbecue Nation After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with Ms. Leanne Whippen and Mr. Will Homer from Painted Hills Natural Beef. And uh, you've got uh, Valentine's. By the time this actually is posted, probably will be Valentine's Day or just the day after. So you can compare notes of how your Valentine's Day went versus what we talked about on the regular show. Uh, You probably can't talk about what we're going to talk about now because... Uh, you'll figure it out anyway <laughs> so <clears throat> i don't know how many times we put you through small snippets of the lightning route yeah a little bit but yeah we, but we've never gone full boogie on you yeah. here i bet you you're gonna have some duplicate questions oh my god you think so i do okay. i i usually remember people's answers so it'll be interesting to see okay well, we'll start with this one. Being as it's Valentine's Day and what you said in the regular show that your wife will hear, uh, what would be your last meal on death row? <laughs> <laughs> Those culottes above your head. Yeah. I'm telling you, that, that I'm starving. So every are... time you say that, I'm like, I just don't see the shorts on his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I think of is culotte shorts. Yeah, there you go. There yeah. you go. I know it. And what and the first time you said I actually went like this and I got my face closer, I'm like, why did he put shorts on his head? <laughs> <laughs> no, those are uh those are actually if I remember correctly, that picture was taken in Fort Worth when Leanne and I were down there last year. Those things were huge, comparatively yeah. speaking. They were, you huge. know, I cut some. Uh, was visiting Cal in Lubbock uh, some time ago, but we were looking through H E B trying to find something to cook, and and uh, I found two culottes in a package, and I think they were three and a half pounds, and I wouldn't normally see them that big normally i'd see like i'd guess two 2.2 2, something like that and they were a full pound bigger they were huge i don't know what kind of animal i mean they were off a fed steer but that son of a gun must have been 1800 pounder he was it was wow. whoppers well it's texas you know everything's bigger and faster Boy, they, those were yeah but you never said what your last meal on death row would be oh my goodness probably uh what kind of death would it be? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, did not have this question let's before. see. What in the world would I eat until I just couldn't eat no more? 
I don't know. I'm still, I'm kind of a seafood fan and I, you know, I'm a, I like shrimp and that kind of stuff. And so, um, lobsters, but maybe not lobster. Now that I read something, they're going to do away with cages. So we're going to be out of lobsters. I don't know, but. Oh, don't even tell me that. I'm going to, I'm going to say seafood of some kind like that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's all right. What, um, this isn't on our normal realm of questioning here, but if you could give a piece of advice to the consumer, and of course we have a lot of people that like to grill and smoke and barbecue that listen to this show, and we've got competitors that listen to this show, but for the average consumer, what's the one thing that you could direct them to be aware of when they're going to buy a good cut of meat, a good cut of beef? Well, I don't, I don't think they ever get burned with something old or bad, right? Okay, so, so I don't think they ever have to worry about safety. I think they, I think their best option would be how would they have the best experience, and and aging is a good thing. Um, product that has some time on it is a really good thing. I had some top sirloins here out of our local store a while back, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they had a month on them in the bag before the store cut them. And then I bought them from the store because it's easier. And, and, and it was probably the best top sirloin I've eaten. It was absolutely delicious. And so um, aging is good. Uh, take your money. Uh, buy. I don't know. Not a lot of people think about I don't think a lot of people think about warehousing their food like we do out here, but um, buy what you like to eat. Don't don't get crazy buying a carcass because you get lots of stuff you won't eat or you don't eat. Right. And and the, and the other th- the other thing about funny thing about people, and this is why I back to your first question. Why in the world does Will keep talking about seafood? I eat so much beef. It's stupid because we have a freezer here and we yeah. always have something needs to go away. But People are funny, you know, um, just like dad used to say about hunting season when you were, when you were a hunter and you were hunting season, the first two meals you had after you harvested something and brought it home, but in the fr- freezer was, was it what you killed. Uh-huh. So the same thing goes for beef. You, you buy a carcass and you're going to eat on that thing like crazy. You can eat more beef than you ever ate because you're just going to work on it, work on it, work on it until you get to the tail and the tongue and the stuff you don't know what to do with. So Take your money and go down and find a butcher you like and a, and a, and a person you can communicate well with and such and buy what you buy, what buy what's on sale, what the deal is, what the you could load your. Well, here we are in this new year where I told you ribeyes were high as a kite right now, but I right. can't help but think there'll be a moment in time where you can get a deal. Go to see Bob the butcher and buy yourself a whole ribeye and have it cut into all the steaks and warehouse those for all summer and you'll be you'll know you got them you'll know what you have and um and i agree with you you know with the sale thing but be aware in my opinion don't ever buy select oh no no yeah no no it might be on sale but i do know a major store here does sell select predominantly and puts it as their sale and people that don't know about the grading system We'll buy it because it's on sale and it is bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, we did a we recently did a thing with the Oregon Cattlemen's and and they had a couple carcasses that they harvested and they bought some select beef. They actually had to go to Portland and beg uh, U.S. Foods, I think it was, or Cisco, one of the other to buy a, a, a strip loin, strip a select strip loin because it's hard to find uh-huh. for food service. And they cut it and they sampled it out to us. And and you literally just remember this. If you're eating beef and it gets bigger in your mouth as you're eating and you just keep mm-hmm. chewing, that's select. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works. It's that easy. That's why they feed it to prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> Institutional food. Well, it's worth three dollars more this week than it was last week. So it's people there. The the price of stuff is starting to affect people and they're starting to move back that way. Maybe. I don't know. Uh-huh. How long you beef in a box now is is common. You find very, very, very few shops that will get a, a carcass in. And oh, it, yeah. No, it yeah. just doesn't really happen. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but, but you get that beef in a box and let's say you go to your wholesaler and you buy a whole box. And so yep. there's, there's four strip loins in it. I'm just making up numbers, but you know, there's four strips in it. Okay. How long can you let that without freezing it, but it's vacuum packed. How long can you leave that in the fridge? Well, in your fridge at home, it's opened and closed and all those things. Um month. But a fridge in our circumstances, a refrigerated storage facility, and it's not getting beat around and such, I would say uh, there's a culprit. The culprit is is cleanliness. So when product is the, the, the cleaner the product, the cleaner the facility, the cleaner all that stuff, the less bacteria is on it and the more, the longer it'll last. So just for example, and that we had a box land here at our local little grocery store. We helped them out with a box of top sirloins a week. And it showed up with a November date on it. And they called, my God, what do I do? And I said, well, you have this. This thing right here keeps you keeps you well. Yeah. I said, you open the box. And look in the bag. Does the bag have bubbles in it? Does it have air building in it? Well, no, they look just like normal. Well, then they're fine because the the culprit is the bacteria that's on the outside from a dirty environment, which we don't have. We have a clean right. environment. Right. They put it in the bag. They look they look perfect. The ones that I ate, I told you, were dated December. These are dated November. They'll be fine. Now, will they possibly turn brown faster? maybe after they're but, cut and packaged. but in our little store you're not you're not you're you're it's a five pound roast you're going to cut 10 steaks out of it they, they're not going to lay there two weeks they're going to lay yeah. there two days and and they better lay there you know i mean you better turn meat fast enough to do that right and they'll be the mm-hmm. best eating experience ever and as long as you don't open it up and smell it ooh, then you're okay but i'm going to tell you just like the select product leanne mentioned earlier there are plenty of stores out there that sell product that is that's been in a warehouse over here in the corner and they don't even know they don't even know they're going to somebody's going to invest in it somebody's going to run it out on the street somewhere and as long as yeah well, it smells okay or maybe there's there's things they do with chickens and pork to make it not smell okay bad yeah. and away it goes there's there it's durable and as long and yeah <laughs> Compared to your ancestors, we eat pristine stuff. 
You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Mean, and it's durable. But if I was to buy something, I like to – I I forget most often. But let's say I'm going to do something for – for. Uh, oh, if I was going to do something for Valentine's, if I had an idea to pull a roast or, or cook a roast, I should have had it out of my freezer because I get everything frozen because I'm third hand out of my freezer on the 17th of January and laying in here in the fridge, waiting to thaw out and, mm-hmm. and be ready. And as nothing but get better as it lays there. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, and you've got, if you're careful and you've got, uh, you know, the consumer version of uh, cryovac, the food, yeah. food savers, if you will, yeah. uh-huh. if you get a big strip and you cut it, if yeah. you've got some, few basic skills to trim it and do that but you cut it get it in there you suck all that air out and put it in the freezer it'll still last a long time you can suck all that air out and say well i'm actually going to cook this 10 days from now at a barbecue it'll be fine yeah unless you put some drano in it or something oh yeah i I put a split rib i put a split rib eight pounds put a split rib in my fridge one time sat there for two weeks i pulled it out i found there was a hole in the plastic bag and it'd been there with the whole. So there was a spot about the size of my pinky that was black. Took my knife, whacked that away, hooked that up. It was delicious. <laughs> and I'll tell Leanne that we did not hear on the local or national news about any hospitalizations coming out of Wheeler County <laughs> that year or that nope. event. Yeah. So it was all good. Uh-huh. It was all good. Nope. <laughs> What's the toughest part of your job? Uh, and let me frame this. I'm I'm being about half serious here, which is hard for you to understand about me. Yeah. But you're in a great position of responsibility, not just for the consumers, but where you live. There's it's not heavily populated at all. Uh, you've got a lot of people that depend on you for their jobs, income. You treat them great. You take care of a lot of side issues for people there uh i know that for a fact but what's the toughest part about being at the helm of a of a beef producing company like yours wow i the toughest part i mean i I gotta predict the future um then i gotta deal with what we're dealt the livestock is difficult livestock is probably the toughest part because um you you just can't control it all um you see over my shoulder here this is our list of cattle that we're sending to to harvest each week and and i have to choose that number nine 12 months ago i we 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 commit to those numbers mm-hmm. a long time ago because it takes a long time to acquire the cattle not as a calf but you buy a grown calf and you feed it and that trade only happens in a short window so it, the projection period is a long ways out the um and then and then trying to understand what you know what costs you got into them and how you get all that back out of them because you're not selling i'm not selling washers i'm not selling i'm not selling bottles of beer i'm selling a steer one item that comes apart uh 60 of it has a fixed value that I have nothing to do with. And that is the hide and the bones and the offal and the, all the other parts. And 30% or 40% is beef. 
and it, and and that beef you got to sell in 29 different pieces and they all have a different seasonality and they all have a different perceived value and they all have a competition <laughs> and so yeah. it's a it's a scrambled up mess now and 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 what i really don't understand i thought of this earlier in our other earlier segment is you know i cry the blues a lot and I and I hate that part, and I and I hate that I have to cry the blues. But a, a little bit of it is I'm in food, and food like fuel is very sensitive. People are mm-hmm. sensitive to their costs and their and their and their costs. And so I can't really sit here and say, God dang, it is good, Jeff. Oh man, I'll tell you what, y'all being this, this is the best son of a gun you ever been in your life. Because you, the first thing you'll think, Leanne's going to say, Well, that son of a gun's robbing me. Yeah. So yeah. so I can't do that. But at the same time, I can't I, 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 I I'm not sure that I can tell you, man, I'll tell you what, we're losing our ass right now. And I don't know if we can make it to the end of the year, but I can't do that either because all the customers that I sell this product to is going to go, well, geez, if Will can't make it to the end of the year, I've got to go find somebody else, whether I do or not. Yeah. So I, I haven't figured out where on that balance beam I'm supposed to walk. I, I yeah. <clears throat> um, I've never seen you on a balance beam, but it's. Not, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it would not be pretty, especially with the t- <laughs> with the tights on. No, seriously, it's. Uh, I, I've I've known you for a long time now, and I've always wondered about that because you you came in to manage the company and and all that and. We've talked about that story before on the show. And it's family to add to that. Yes. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. I've I've been through that. Um, it's you took it as a as a business science uh, updated approach to it. You weren't running it out of your left pocket like the cattle business was run for many many years. Well, it's, not not recently, yeah. but when we were growing up, you know, it was like, you know, there was a spreadsheet and they had, you know, we have 275 head and we're going to send 250 of them to market and they're going to give us, you know, a dollar 75, a hundred weight. And, and th- that was it. So there was no projecting the future. Everything coming up was, I mean, we used to haul steers to market. You that know. growing side you're talking about those gotten a lot better. The yeah. genetics and the and the prime beef now versus choice and 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 all those things. Those guys are highly technical. I struggle with that a little bit because I harvest 25,000 head of cattle a year and you produce 500 head. You're a big producer. You produce and I'm making this up of course, but yeah. you produce 500 head. You're going to sell me 500 head stretched over a 9-month period because you're going to have some big calves and some little calves and you're going to have different pasture and you're going to have ones that we put in put in feed early and you're going to have some that we stretch out on grass and all these and so you're going to have these cattle 9 months. You're going to scatter your 500 head over 9 months and my 25,000. What did your genetics do for me? Yeah, mm-hmm. not much. That it's tough. That's a tough deal. That's a tough deal too, because I like to go to Oregon Cattlemen's. I like to hang out with them. I like to understand out understand what they're thinking. I like that, but at the same time, I go, "Whoa, how, how does that?" And and at this, at but 
got one of those numbers on the wall there the other day. Two years ago, the, the guy who raised some cattle decided he was going to change back to some beef master bulls because he was going to, you know, but raise more beef. I'm going to raise more beef on the ground. And he's the first guy I've had that's had 15% selects in two years. And what wow. are we going to do with selects, Leanne? We're going to leave them on the, on the shelf, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we are. We aren't even going to put them on the shelf. We're going to feed them to prisoners. So. <laughs> They're not even, anyway. <laughs> I was going to say they aren't even good enough for prisoners, dogs, We used to cats. work with a prison down out of San Francisco because we had, you know, we you make it all go away. Then you got some that you, you sell it, don't smell it, right? Gets towards yeah. the end. You got to get it gone and. It wasn't, it was not a good price, but you got to get it gone. You got to get it gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just think that, um, you know, growing up, uh, not like you did immersed in this, but I was around it because everybody in the little Valley where I lived, they all had feeder steers. Yeah. Okay. They might have two, they might have five, they might have 20, but that's kind of the way they supplemented their income over the course of, of the year, you know? And you never knew what you were going to get when you threw them in the trailer and hauled them to the auction. You know, you just never knew. Sometimes you'd get a nice chubby check. And then other times you'd come back thinking, God, it wasn't worth the gas hauling them down there. And yet the other thing I wanted to get your take on was you can deal with market fluctuations. You can deal with, uh, like we talked in the regular show, you know, hoof and mouth disease you can you know you, you accommodate you're you're prepared for that is the one thing that you're not prepared for on the consumer side is emotion the way people are feeling you know they get a report out you come out in the headlines well it's not on newspapers anymore but it's on your phone or google or something and it says you know my god beef's gonna go up 27 percent you know, and inflation is up to 8.9%, which most people don't understand that. And it's not through their own fault. It's just not something people dwell on a lot, Yeah, you know, like that. And you see this and, and the consumer goes, well, I got, I got pork chops over here for a buck 99. I think we're going to have pork chops tonight, you know, like that. How big does emotion play in, well, in the even- affecting on, of your decision-making? Yeah, that's a bit. It's a bit. It's you're you're right. You're right. The customer goes to the counter and we sit in an office full of beef and we sit with a board that just makes cows and beef. And we think it's just beef. But I spent two days in a commissary for Intel in San Jose one day and I got a real education and I watched uh, I think there was three thousand people between both of them. And I watched them two days come into the commissary and buy um, one day it was maybe five half pound hamburgers and the next day, maybe it was four. And I went, Holy cow, I don't pay for too many plane ticks to San Jose doing that. So I understood right. the competition and and yeah. what the, what the consumer sees. And, and, um, and uh, there's two things actually, uh, but go back. You're, you're close, but actually, can you imagine, uh, 2022 will be, um, a bit of a tough year for painted Hills because of the weather. And you remember, and Leanne actually mentioned it earlier, we talked about the grills coming out and uh-huh. we got into that late spring that flashed, that that washed us right over the top of May and into June. And we didn't have, this business is backwards in the beef side just a little bit in the fact that cattle get cheaper in the summer, June and July when there's lots of them. 
And yet I can charge a lot more money for beef because there's a lot of demand. So I actually put money in my in my uh, war chest in May, June, and July while the grill's on above your head. And then I hope to survive the rest of the year. And in 2022, I couldn't do that because it rained. Yeah. So that's that is a, a that's typical when I was uh, uh, that was before I would say about 16, 2016. That was pretty common here in the Northwest. Is Does May, the government subsidize you when things like out of your control that are weather related? Like for it's, farmers, or it's what getting have you. to be more. Cattlemen were always independent. Farmers were the guys who were lived on the. They always. They used to say a farmer had a. You knew a farmer he had a bent up hat because he always had his head stuck in the mailbox waiting for the next government check. But the cattlemen, <laughs> but the cattlemen were didn't. Well, they're teaching the cattlemen. There's more and more subsidies coming all the time, and the government's teaching the cattlemen to get on the gravy chain. And now they've got that's right. They've got a they've got a rain insurance that they sell. And dad comes in here every month and he bugs bugs uh, one of our cohorts here. She lives on a ranch and she's part of this thing, too. And they're always talking about the rain insurance and the rain insurance check and the rain insurance. And and then there's um, there's another one out for death death loss. And if you do the tracking and all that, you can turn in for the death loss. And and they're they're out to subsidize and solidify that number a little bit. I don't I don't understand it, but when you're with the government, you have to you have to do it. My dad was always he's always uh ah uh, damn government got his hand in your pocket and this, that and everything. But but the government has a lot of Good uh, through NRCS, FSA, uh, FSA, uh, Farms, Farms, anyway, Farm Service Agency. They hand out that corn check, that wheat check, but they also hand out checks to help you uh, build better water systems for your cows and plant grass seeds and and gas stands and take care of juniper problems. And as a kid, we always did all those projects. And and yet, Dad, that goddamn government, this, that. I said, why are you doing that? He says, well, because you always got to have your hand over in the jar so you know what's going on over there. <laughs> yeah. That's, that was my, uh, my next question was, how do you, when you get on that gravy train, do you ever get off of it, so to speak? Well, I'm, it's look, part of the picture. Yeah, it's part of the picture. You're right. And and cattlemen live on nothing anyway. So it's yeah. a really about, you know, there was prior to 2014, uh, I, um, prior to 2014, there's 25 years of history of the cattle producer, the guy with a cow, with a, with a cow growing a calf. He lit, he, uh, he did it for $5 a head average through those 25 years. So he's in it for a lifestyle. That's that's his story. Then the next person in line, the feeder, he would buy the calf and he would put it on feed and feed it and then sell it to a packer. And in those same 25 year period, he did it for twenty five dollars a head one way or the other. That's the that's the velocity of which this market changed. And it didn't basically didn't. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. no, then, But you had all the freedom in the world. But you didn't do, but you didn't have anything. Then 14, 15, when we hit that first drought cycle and it and it shorted the cattle population, the cattle numbers, and and it created volatility in the marketplace, and the whole thing went crazy. Uh the cattlemen put quite a bit of money in their pocket that first year. Then what they do, a cattleman is really just about how much grass they've grown, you know. So they didn't grow any grass those two years, cows went away. 
They haven't grown any grass these last couple of years. Cows have gone away. You can bet your butt if it rains and the grass grows and the cattle value goes up, there'll be more staying home and the herd will begin to rebuild again. But there's been a lot of um, age out, age age related um, um, retirements, but that doesn't mean the grass doesn't stop growing. The grass will right. still grow and someone will lease the property and put a cow out there. There you go. Uh, last question there, buddy, because we've actually run this longer than we did the regular show. <laughs> you got a birthday coming up. Yep. Uh, what do you want for your birthday? Because Leanne wants to get something for you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, what I want to get for him, you can't buy. Oh! <laughs> so, I mean, I would love to be able to give you... Um, what Nostradamus has and be able to predict the future. <laughs> yeah. Just know the future. Just know the future. Well, I, you know, the consumers, the question to me is, is we went into a grocery store recently and they said, well, we did a remodel. And now that we remodeled, all the customers are ticked off because they can't find anything and they're not coming in. That tells me that those people are my age and older, really. Yeah. I want to make sure I can sell to my age and younger. How do I get to those people? How do I make sure I'm in front of those people? Hmm. So that's the online. We're starting to do the online thing more. We're just about ready to pop with Pat working and getting us uh, more stake opportunities and such. And so um, I think that's going to be the key, even though it's going to scare me to death how much I charge for beef online. I think they're still going to buy it. And it's 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 great. That's the only that's, I think that's the only way. I really well, do. <clears throat> well, Omaha Steaks wouldn't have been in business for 50 years if they worried about the price. Yeah, but they use their select That's... cattle. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. And... Remember, they, nobody wanted them anyway. So they were cheap, right? I'm trying to sell expensive. These cattle over here cost a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. But we've we've gotten, you know, I don't, here's what I don't, can't wrap my head around. <clears throat> yeah. These companies that are sending you uh, a week's worth of meals. Now yeah. you, you, yeah, they're frozen. They're ready to go, or they're all the products are there, and they put a menu in there, and this and that. And I know people say, "Oh, I'm so busy. I'm doing this." You know, I'm. My thought is, how damn lazy are you that you don't want to go to the grocery store? You're oh, you know, I'm going to get into get into it with you on this one, because my daughter has a three year old and a husband. They both work full time. Um, they don't have a nanny. And I see when she comes home from work, she has to go pick up the child, feed her, get her bathed, get her ready. And by the time the baby's in bed, it's, you know, seven, seven thirty. So when is she going to have time to go to the grocery store? When is she going to have time to cook? So she does supplement what she, cause she likes to cook and go to the store on the weekends, what sure. have you, but <clears throat> she supplements her time and to be able to have real food at home versus McDonald's. She buys hello fresh and it's good food and she's still cooking and there's no waste because everything is pre-measured. So I'm kind of like a fan of the whole thing. 
And just because of those reasons, when when you say, when do they not have time to go to the grocery store? I see when they don't have time to go to the grocery store. I really do. I guess, I guess I'm really showing my general, uh, how would I frame that generational, uh, (laughs) deficiencies here because, uh, we had the same thing when I grew up, I was the youngest. My mom worked, my dad worked, my dad worked in downtown Portland, which was 35 miles away. So that was a commute five days a week. My mom worked at a a local grocery store. So that gave her a bit of an advantage to shop Uh before she came home. But we've got a lot more people now. There's the schedules are weird. Uh, There's a lot more going on. And I understand that than when I grew up or will grow up. But I, to me, there's got to be a cost point economically, a breaking point or a, a an apex to that for these companies because I don't know. That's just the way my mind works, I guess, which isn't always working. But it it is one of those things where financially, like you said, your daughter supplements that, but she does uh-huh. like to go to the store. I get that. Uh-huh. I know some people that do nothing but order that stuff. They never oh. go to a store unless they just ran out of Pepsi or something, you know. Or have the groceries delivered to them. Have the groceries <laughs> delivered to them. I am stopping at Hermiston at Walmart to have them filled back my truck, by the yeah, way. Because it yeah. is easier to shop sitting it, in your chair. I'll tell you something, and it saves you money because you aren't doing impulse buying and buying the stuff that's all around you that they're sticking on the end caps and what have you. Right, right. So it really benefits the consumer too do that like what you do because yeah. i know i always when i go in the store i'll go in for a list of this that and the other and i will always walk out with something extra always oh absolutely those oreos every time oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, okay Those here's a little in- ice cream for me but <laughs> here, here's a little inside baseball story for you folks then we're gonna go but mm-hmm. a couple of months ago i was something was going on and it was before I had my knee surgery and stuff and Will and I were going back and forth and I was really ticked off about something. And he goes, he sends me a note. He goes, Oh hell, just buy a, buy a package of those vanilla double stuffed Oreos. They'll be gone before you get home and you won't worry about it. And I did. So there you go. Uh Oh, now I'm going to have a craving for it. I, that I haven't had one of those in years. And that sounds so good right now. <laughs> If 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 I knew that Leanne, I'd walk around the corner to the pantry and bring oh, you a stack of them. I'll like, tell oh, you. Oh, I'll tell you. Anyway, we're gonna get out of here. Will, thank you very much. As thank always. you, and happy happy birthday, happy Valentine's thank Day, you. and happy, happy Super Bowl. Uh, go Philly. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't have a I don't have any skin in the game, but I like a good party, so it's all right. Yeah, he does. Anyway, we're gonna be back next week uh, with another edition of. Um, barbecue nation but until then you can go to paintedhillsnaturalbeef.com check them out um, when do you think that store is going to launch oh uh, he's got some steaks cut now and i think the plan is the week after next i think it's after valentine's i think we'll really have enough inventory to get going we really got enough to get started it's just pushing just getting it all I, lined yeah. out so yeah. we're ready i think we're ready yep and uh you can uh, also go to uh, pig powder Mm-hmm. dot com and uh oh yeah i gotta get that on the list uh-huh. get uh get some of that to use on your um free pork 
All right. There, there you go. go. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening. And remember our motto, turn it, don't burn it. We'll see you next week. Take care. So long.